so much for joining me today. Today we're going to be talking about being offended at God. So let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, you said that when we gathered in your name, you'd be here. And so we just want to just worship you and, and acknowledge your presence here right now. We thank you and praise you that you want to bring us up higher to your way. And so we just give you permission to do that. We thank you and praise you. Give you all the glory in your name, we pray. Amen. He's so good. He's so in love with us. And yeah, he wants to correct us because he wants us to come up higher. He wants us to know him. He wants us to have revelation knowledge so that our relationship with him can be tighter, so that we can really understand who he is. And that's what he wants. You know, when, when we're baby Christians, that's okay. He lets us get away with stuff. But, you know, even like with your kids when they're little, you let them get away with stuff. And then you start expecting more from them. And he's expecting more from us. He's wanting us to grow up and to really know who he is. You know, he said often, those who have ears to hear, let them be hearing. Listen, wanting to have understanding, just attending to your, your ear to him so that he can reveal things to you. Without him, we don't know anything. So he wants us to talk about how we become offended at him. And, you know, it starts with just getting up and maybe feeling a little icky and um, not really knowing why, feeling a little crabby. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, you're having these, like, not good thoughts about God. And, um, you know, like, oh, I can't do this anymore. And he should have done something by now. I quit or something like that. And I want you to know, God wants you to know that that is the enemy. You know, in Mark 4, we often talk about Mark 4. And no wonder, because Mark 4 is really the narrow path that leads to the good life. And we're on it if we're seeking Jesus. And there is pressure on it. And he comes with all kinds of tricks. He has all these ploys to just pull the rug out from under us and try to get us to quit and give up on God. And so that is what he uses as offense. And you can read that in Mark 4, I believe, 17 or 19 or 17 through 19. But because of the word, because you're on that narrow path, he wants to come and steal God from you. Jesus said, in fact, if you didn't understand this one thing, you wouldn't get anything. We got to understand we're on the narrow path and Satan is trying to get us on the wide path. He's trying to get us to compromise. He's trying to steal God from us by getting us against God. And so if you, you know, start having that icky feeling and you start feeling like you want to give up and you start like really being mad at God and maybe not even realize that you're being mad at God, but you can tell because you're you're thinking negative thoughts like, oh, you know, this isn't fair and, you know, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. And it's, you're feeling sorry for yourself. That's the enemy. And so he's trying to get you offended at God. And the first thing you want to do is go ahead and examine yourself. And if you're thinking those kinds of thoughts, you want to change that. And Corinthians tells us to do that, to discern every thought and make it be a God thought. And, you know, if we're not constantly hearing the word, which that's really where it stems from, that revelation knowledge, we have to understand that Satan is going to come. As soon as you hear the word, Jesus said, he's going to come. 
And so as soon as you decide to get on that path, he's going to come. We have to be so full of the Word of God. We have to constantly be looking at the Word of God so we can get out of those tight situations he tries to get us in. So I guess what I'm trying to say is you got to run to God right away. As soon as you're feeling that, run to Him. And even before you're feeling that, run to Him. Faith comes by hearing the Word. And so when He's stealing the Word from us, then He's stealing our faith. He's stealing God. God is His Word. And so He wants to steal God from you. And so that is His objective all the time. Jesus said, if you don't get this, you're not going to get anything. And so as soon as you start feeling that icky feeling, get on your knees and start worshiping Him. Ask Him even to remind you what's going on. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would remind you of the things He said. And so when you get in that situation, you just go, God, what is going on? What's happening? Why am I feeling so yucky? And you're going to find out that you have been thinking wrong thoughts. And then like Corinthians says, take captive every thought and make it obedient to the Word of God. Take captive your thoughts. Change your thinking right away. And, you know, God was showing me another side of this. I mean, when we're young, like... I was saying, we, we let our kids get away with stuff, and it's because they're young. And God is saying, you know, that's enough. That's enough of that. Come on. You should know your enemy by now. You should know the thoughts that you should be thinking. It's not that God isn't doing his part. It's that we're on that narrow path, learning how to live in his kingdom. And so like when Jesus was here and set that example, as soon as Satan accused God or, or tried to tempt him, he said, the word says, and that's what we got to do. We got to say, the word says, Satan, I believe God. I'm on his side. I'm not turning against him. I believe him. Faith comes by hearing the word. I just need to get more faith. I need to stop listening to you. And you can say anything you want to him. You can. You can take authority over him and tell him to leave. Tell him you're not giving up. Tell him that God is working on your behalf, that you're not quitting, you're not feeling sorry for yourself. And then start thinking of all the things that you have that um, have happening in your life, how blessed you are. And and praise the Lord, you have the Lord, and he's going to take care of you. And you got to actually open your mouth. You know, faith speaks. God said that. He said, faith speaks, speak to the mountain. And we have to tell the enemy where to go. We have to take authority over him by speaking to him and telling him to leave just like Jesus did. And so the other part of that is um, God was showing me that, of course, he's a person and he has feelings. And, you know, as we grow up, we're not just looking at ourselves anymore. We're actually looking at him as well. We're looking at how he feels. And think of it, you know, when we falsely accuse him, when we start feeling sorry for ourselves, and we start saying, oh, God, why didn't you do anything? And God, why did you let that happen? And and we're actually blaming God. I don't know if you see it that way or not, but you should. Start examining yourself and start thinking about how is God feeling as I'm falsely accusing him? And um, then, you know, after we get to the place where we realize what's going on, you know, after um, we realize we've really actually been ganging up 
with the enemy on God, blaming God. And, um, you know, a lot of people say, well, God can handle it. He's God. Well, yeah, but he's a person. And that's the part, that's the revelation knowledge we lack. He is a person and he has feelings and he wants us to grow up to the place where we get that, that he has feelings. And then, you know, we need, we need to apologize to him and say, God, you know, I'm sorry. I, you know, I went against you. I'm sorry. And I, I repent. And, um, yeah, he's the person. He has feelings. We're made in his likeness. If something bad was being said about you, if someone all of a sudden turned on you and they didn't believe you anymore, you would feel bad. And he was made in your likeness. And so, yeah, he does feel bad. And so we need to say we're sorry and, we, and repent and stop falsely accusing him. Nothing's really changed. Is history repeating itself? Yeah. I mean, Jesus was falsely accused, right? And we know it doesn't feel good. And um, we even, I think, sometimes when we think of and read what happened, we think, well, how could they do that? But we do the same thing. When we get discouraged, we falsely accuse him of not doing his part. And what we need to do is apologize to him. I just want to encourage you to do that because he's showing me that he does. His feelings do get hurt. He wants us to be faithful and believe him no matter what. He is working it out for our good. It's just our lack of understanding why things aren't happening. And exactly, you know, the enemy is trying to steal him from us by stealing our faith. And without faith, we can't receive from God. And isn't that really what it is? We're saying, I don't have faith anymore in you anymore. Isn't that the place we have to grow to where we trust him all the time, no matter what it looks like, no matter what is, no matter how we feel, no matter how hard the enemy comes against us, that we just say, I'm not turning on God. I know what he said. I know he's faithful. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it seems like, no matter what, I'm going to be on his side. I'm not going to turn against him. I'm going to be for him. And, you know, God is looking for a faithful person like that. He's looking for us to be faithful to him and trust him no matter what it looks like. Trust him no matter what it is that you really don't understand. Your kids don't always understand, but they trust you because they know that you love them. And that's the same kind of trust he wants. That's what faith is, is trusting him. And you got to get to know him so you can trust him. And so just, just like you wouldn't want anyone to turn on you, he doesn't want you to turn on him. So we got to grow up to that place and stop giving all kinds of excuses that we're still a baby Christian. Babies grow up. They don't stay babies all the time. And so God is calling us to grow up, to defend him, to be on his side and not turn away from him. Not at all. Not ever turn away from him. You know, that is the thing that we need to really focus on is to not let him down, to believe him no matter what. And when you get to that place, things are going to get, go so much faster. And I am not saying that I have arrived, but I am working on it. And um, I know that's the very excuse I was saying that we shouldn't give, but 
um, we have to be just like really willing to be corrected. We have to be. And as much as it doesn't always feel so good, we need to know the truth. We've been singing a song lately, um, and the words are, speak what is true to me. And that's what we want him to do. So we know how he feels. We know what his feelings are. You know, he is a person and he wants us to know how he feels. He wants to show his emotions to us. And that's what he's been showing me lately. And so um, I'm taking that seriously, that um, I should care about how he feels and what he cares about. And that he's, he's God and still he wants to show us his character, who he is. That's amazing. So it starts with um, asking Jesus to be your God, to come and live on the inside of you and be your God. And when he does that, he's going to start showing himself to you. And then as you take that seriously, as you um, oblige him, obey him, he's going to start showing more and more of himself to you. And then, of course, you're going to hear him talk to you. Um, Someone asked me once what I meant by that. And what I mean is you just know his thoughts. It's not, it's always different. You know, you know his thoughts. Not always different, but, you know, he has ways that he shows himself to you. And depending upon your personality, he's going to show himself to you. You might be thinking his thoughts. Um, He's talked to me audibly before. And sometimes it is just him talking. Sometimes you can kind of picture his emotions and he just, he'll make himself real to you. It's a real relationship. He's a real person and he really wants you to care about him as he cares about you. He's amazing. He's so cool. And so anyway, Jesus said that if you would invite him in, Revelation 3.20, if you would invite him in, and to live on the inside of you. He would come and dine with you. He would be there for you all the time. He said, um, he told the disciples the Holy Spirit would come, remind them of things that he said, tell them things to come, be our counselor, stand by, anything we need. He's going to be there for us day and night. He's so good. He's so in love with you. And when you invite him to come and live on the inside of you, he's going to show you that. He is. So, Would you like to say that prayer with me? I'd love to say that prayer with you, dear Jesus. We thank you and praise you that you are so in love with us and that you want to live on the inside of us and have a relationship with us. Be there for us all the time. We thank you that you want to make our dreams come true, that you want what we want, that you, in fact, put those good desires in our heart. And we thank you and praise you that you're with us there on that narrow path and you're directing us And all we have to do is follow after you. And when we do, we're going to know your voice. And it'll be easy to follow you. And the narrow path will get easier and easier. Help us to care for you like you care for us. Help us to um, take the time to actually know how you're feeling. Help us to grow up from just being babies and care about ourselves. But reach out and care about others. We love you. We praise you. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for receiving us. Thank you for wanting to be around us and 
and live on the inside of us and teach us your way so that we can know you more. We give you all the praise and all the glory in your name. We pray, amen. He's so good. He's so in love with you. If you said that prayer, I'd love it so much if you let me know. I really would. And, um, you know, there isn't one thing we can really do without him. When you ask him to come and live on the inside of him, on the inside of you, now you're joined with him, and he's going to make everything possible for you. You can't walk down that path without him. You can't. And so you can't do it without him. So the only thing left to do is ask him to help you to do it. And you want to do that. You want to stay connected with him. When he tells you to do something that seems impossible, know that he's going to help you. John 1, 1 tells us he is his word. So if you said that prayer, the first way you can start to get to know him is look at the word of God. Just look at it, read it, and know that it's him. And then start applying it to your life. Start doing what it says. And he's going to make yourself himself more and more real to him. And you're going to know more and more how he's feeling. What's, what he's thinking and that he is a real person. Yeah, and we're made in his likeness. Thanks so much for joining me today. God bless you.